0: Hello, welcome to Behind the Music Podcast. I'm Bridget Devon, your host, and today I'm excited to welcome Kyle Schmolze with Group Muse. Kyle is the Product and steering Committee and co-founder, and this is a worker and musician-owned co-op. They're providing intimate musical concerts in the comfort of someone's home even, and they are supporting musicians and concert goers and just really creating this lovely experience. Um, They're seeking to uplift artists and strengthen a broader community bond through live intimate performance of historically rooted music. And we'll um, dive more into historical music as well. Um, But Kyle, thank you so much for joining me. And I'm really looking forward to talking about um, music and your organization.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. um, So to start, can you share with us about yourself and how Group Muse got started?
1: Sure. Um, So I am a software engineer by training, studied that and kind of worked in the startup scene for a little while on a couple different companies. Um, And then um, the guy who actually came up with the idea for Group Muse, his name is Sam Bodkin, He is one of my closest friends, and actually, we met in eighth grade, Um, so we've been super close friends for very many years, Um, and the quick backstory is basically that uh, he and I were living in the Boston area, um, and we were both very obsessed with music, live music, and in particular, we were big classical music geeks, um, and we were going to tons of shows, um, but in particular, Sam found this one scene of highly trained, exceptionally talented musicians, most of them studying at the New England Conservatory, who would also just because they were college students, throw house parties. And at their house parties, you know, it would be kind of like a a standard house party with like, you know, red solo cups or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then at two in the morning, someone would just like, bust out a cello and start playing a Bach cello suite, or a few of them would grab instruments out and they'd start sight reading Mozart string quartets. And that was really the spark for, um, you know, why can't this be how music is enjoyed? A lot of beautiful music was written to be enjoyed intimately in a more chamber setting. Um, And yet a lot of this type of music had been relegated to the concert hall. And so let's just try to build a new culture around this music and and a wider swath of live music performance. Um, So he recruited me to uh, build the first iteration of the website. Um, We started organizing shows around Boston. um, And then, you know, fast forward uh, 10 years and we've put on thousands of concerts in dozens of different cities. Um, all organized through our, our social network that we've built, um, but still really true to that original mission of just taking music and bringing it into people's homes and sitting down and, um, yeah, having a time where we can all stop talking for a little bit and pay attention to something beautiful and sharing that experience together.
0: Yeah, that is so lovely. And it really resonates with me in the sense, like, Going to concerts is super fun, of course, but there is something so special about that casual home space where you're just inches away from an artist and getting to hear this live performance. And really, I I think a lot about this, but like what makes an audience member feel part of it? And I feel like that just the how close you are um, to an artist kind of gives you that feeling. What's been the feedback um, from both the artists and the um, the guests, uh, their experiences. What have What have you heard um, their experience experiences being like?
1: Um, very, very positive. Um, I mean, kind of for for the same reasons that you were just mentioning, and and many more. Um, house concerts are really kind of, in my opinion, this the most lovely way to enjoy live music. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not just something that is, you know, the audience member feels, that's also something that the performer feels, um, you know, when you're up on stage and there's a bunch of bright lights pointing at you and there's a crowd out there, but you can't actually make out any of their faces. Um, that's a very different experience than a bunch of people crammed into an apartment. Um, they're all like sitting on the floor huddled together in order to pay attention to your music. Um, and you can just see them all. And also you get to meet them all. Like they're all Mm -hmm. just people that you're also just at an event with. And so after the music is over, of course you're gonna be chatting with these people um, because we're all just hanging out at someone's house. So um, we've gotten consistently very good feedback from everyone involved with um, these events, including the hosts. Um, And that's why it caught on and that's why we've had the success that we have.
0: That's that's beautiful. And uh, let me ask, too. So a host, it's not them inviting their friends. It's them opening their space up for a show to happen. Is that right? So they could Uh, be meeting new people
1: or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it always ends up being a mix. Mm -hmm. Um, We're certainly we want hosts to invite their friends. Of course, Um, they're the ones giving their space to this community so that this experience can happen. Um, but every event is a mix of the host and their community and the broader group news community. And sometimes you go to an event and it's all people who found out about the event through the website um, and are just part of the broader community. And sometimes you go to an event where it's mostly the host's friends, but it's just always a mix. And so, um, yeah, it's just like a, you, you end up with a more diverse audience um, and you end up with, um, yeah, just a way to meet new people for the host as well as the concert goers.
0: Beautiful. Um, I was also going to ask, can you share with us a little bit more about historical music and what that is?
1: Sure. Yeah, it's it's a term we uh, kind of had to invent. Um, but basically, we had stayed focused on the classical music um, scene and industry for the first many years of our existence. Um, there were many reasons for that, but honestly, Paramount above them was also just like kind of convenience. Um, we were a small organization, a very small team, organizing hundreds of concerts a month across many different cities. And so our ability to do like, you know, recruiting and quality control, um, as well as just explain to people what Group Muse was, um, was very limited. And so by staying hyper focused on classical music, um, that allowed us to scale with very little money and um yeah, very few resources. Um, then the big change, uh, well, with that said, we'd been aware for a while that, like we didn't really love that restriction that we had placed on ourselves. And it led to a really a lot of like unpleasant situations where someone who is clearly very serious and studied about their musical tradition wants to come play at group Muse, and we're like, asking them if they like know any like Bach or something like that. Um, and they could like mix a little bit of that into their set, um, which is like either like just confusing or perhaps like disrespectful. Um, and so we were uncomfortable with it, but didn't really have the bandwidth to make the change. The big thing that changed is in 2020, the pandemic hit. Um, we were able to get, uh, well, basically a lot of things happened and a lot of things changed. But one thing that happened in 2020, um, I'm sure you'll remember, is the Black Lives Matter protests that exploded that summer. Um, and a lot of our team members were involved in those, or at least attending many of those protests. And every single company under the sun was kind of issuing some sort of bland statement about how they were committed to, you know, rooting out racism, um, et cetera, et cetera, while almost universally not actually like changing policies or being willing to change. Yeah. How they, how they actually orient their organization. Um, And so for us, it sparked a a long and thoughtful process around um, what does it mean for group muse to stop focusing on European music? Um, And like, what are the, what are the side effects of that focus and how can we bring in other traditions and how can we do it? thoughtfully and tastefully um, and inclusively. And so after like six months of conversation, we came up with this term, historical music. Um, We also, people often call it ancestral music or roots music. Um, The idea is to, yeah, talk about music from people, from place that is rooted in tradition. Um, And so we have like a little, three point definition for programs that we want to like support through our platform um, which is that they're rooted in a tradition um, that can be traced back a hundred years or more um, that they are performed by artists who are making a lifetime commitment to that tradition and um, that for us uh, we want to feature performances that are intended for an intimate scale so you know not like uh, arena rock but, yeah. um, you know, something for the living room, for, for the salon. Um, and so with that, um, we have been actively pursuing all sorts of music that is not European classical music. Um, Persian music, Iranian music, uh, Indian classical music, African Chora music, um, Brazilian bossa nova. I mean, there's there's so much music from around the world that deserves to be presented in yeah. these venues. Um, but we did want to, yeah, draw distinctions around what 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 it was that got our team excited and what we want to do in the world., um, and what type of impact we want to have and what type of artists we're most passionate about supporting. Um, so that's how we tried to outline it. And of course, there's a million areas of like gray and unknown within that. Um, And we don't, you know, pretend to have all the answers, but as long as people are basically willing to uh, try to, you know, fit within this, then we want to work with them.
0: I think this is a really exciting evolution of what, um, like the doors that you're opening, because, um, you know, I just imagine coming into a home and getting to have this like really intimate experience that's um, has so much like, history and opportunity to learn about a place in the world, a culture, and um, so, but I, it can be challenging when you're shifting in a company and, and changing directions. What kind of, um, what, I mean, how, so it's been a few years since you've kind of settled into this broadened um, broadening of your niche, uh, what, what has it been like now that you're, um, you know, capturing music all around the world, um, that fits into this historical context.
1: Generally speaking, I would say it's been amazing and, um, just very like affirming that -hmm. this is the right thing to do and that this is also just like the, the beautiful thing to do. Um, I've been lucky to attend many concerts with non-European classical players. Um, And I have enjoyed each one so much and in ways that I can't enjoy a classical music concert because I've been a huge, uh, like, you know, fan and student of classical music for years. And so, um, you know, most of the programs that are offered there, I know the music, whereas I'm going into these spaces and it's just like a much more kind of humble invitation as Mm -hmm. a concert goer to ask questions and just listen and learn about Mm -hmm. Um, all of these traditions that I know so little about. Um, so my experience and the experience of, uh, well, a, a lot of people I've talked to have been really tremendous. Um, but I'll also say that there's been some confusion, friction, pushback, where, mm-hmm. you know, we have, a ho- we have hosts who have been hosting group music concerts for many years in many cases um and all of a sudden we we're sending them musicians to come play at their place that like uh yeah are very different than what they're used to and so you know walking that line carefully making sure that everyone is like prepared for the event to go successfully um and prepared to enter with that kind of like humility into um allowing the artists to perform and present what they want to um, and what they've spent their lives studying yeah. Um, and working with different artists all of that so you know it, it, it hasn't been like totally smooth we're still yeah, yeah, honestly yeah. figuring it out
0: change can can be hard simply because humans have you know you know if they're used to your company operating one way and it goes in a different way that can be challenging but as you said um you know this is the beautiful thing to do and I can just sense it by how you're describing it um I I also would love to hear too is there any particular um upcoming like releases or events or projects that you're excited about that um, you'd like people to learn about?
1: Um, definitely. But I will say Group Muse is mostly a very, you know, local based project. Mm-hmm. So the most important thing for your listeners would be check out if Group Muse is active in your city and come to a show. Um, We're active in a lot of different cities, um, primarily in the U.S., but we just had a concert in Paris, I think, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So they happen everywhere. But just head to groupmies.com and see if your city's in that dropdown and check out some shows, uh, host a show, whatever. That's really the most important thing for most people. That said, um, there's a concert coming up in the Bay Area here where I'm located um, this coming Friday, um, which I'm really excited about. We're just like, yeah, we're working really hard to have a really big special event. Um, We have two performers who are like friends of the group music community um, who are flying out from New York. We've got a really amazing program prepared. There's going to be some like guided meditation mixed in with the music. And then it's going to end with actually basically dance set where we're going to invite people to like get up and move and dance to a really unique performer who basically mixes kind of like um persian folk music with like electronic dance music um, I Love it. after there's like an acoustic kind of more traditional set so um yeah just we get to now mix and match all these new things and as we kind of come out of the pandemic there's all sorts of beautiful new opportunities
0: Oh my gosh. That is, that sounds like so much fun. Um, well, Kyle, as we're nearing the end of the podcast, can you share with us, what is the vision for the future of Group Muse? What do you see in the next year and beyond?
1: Um, I mean, you know, I have my vision for it, but we are a co-op. So uh, we, you know, there's an, a, there's like a shared vision among the team, but also everyone on the team has their own kind of like flavor on where they want to see group muse go. Um, and that is one thing that's so beautiful about, uh, yeah, how we work. Um, but for me, I'm, I'm really excited to come back from the pandemic with like a really big splash. Um, and, uh, just keep growing. I mean, our core offering is so good. There's just every single show that every single group muse of the hundreds that I've been to, are truly like special, beautiful and unique in their own way and I want to make sure that that experience is available to I I mean everyone in the world. Um, yeah. you know, I don't have uh, in the next year I doubt we'll get there, but I want to see us come back from the pandemic really strong. I want to see us um just like a scale to every major city in the states and 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 a handful of international cities having concerts like many a week. I want to see the non-classical world um, within the group music ecosystem to continue to grow and to become like a mainstay of group music. That like we actually finally shed this notion that group music is a classical music organization, and people see us as uh, as this new thing. Um, That yeah, that's just different than how we've been doing it for many years. Um, And I guess the other thing I'll mention is that. In particular, growing the cooperative, um, we over the pandemic started inviting musicians into a musician owner share structure, um, where basically musicians can come in and help run the company um, and just you know make decisions on on policy and such. And so a vision I have that really inspires me is that Group Muse kind of becomes these regional hubs where each major metropolitan area is a little kind of like group news microcosm that uses the same group news platform but is really run by the community there it's not run by some like owners or founders that are far away it's run by the musicians hosts and important community members um, who live in that area and that those people um know each other like our friends build community and then also get to make policy decisions about like programming grant giving, um, just, you know, how they want to support their own arts scene in their community. Um, so that's one thing I'm, that really excites me.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, I, that's a, I mean, it just, it's a beautiful, uh, evolution of like what uh could be done with group group muse um well kyle before we go can you share with us how can people stay connected with you or anything you'd else um you'd like for people to know about group muse
1: i mean basically just uh go to groupmuse.com sign up for our newsletter you'll punch in your your location and your email and then we'll send you uh emails about events in your area um, and then of course we're on social media. Our Instagram is super fun. Um, this is just amazing concerts happening all around the country and around the world all the time. So you can tune in there.
0: Awesome. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us about what you guys are building at group muse. Um, I, I, so for me with this podcast, I really want to showcase all the different ways that you can, make music part of your life, your work, um, your business, um, and how you get involved in your community. I think this is a really unique um, way of showing um, how concerts can happen in the living room, right? And how, you know, uh, group muse can help somebody who inspired by that do that in their own community um so kyle thank you so much and for those listening definitely check out their website sign up for their newsletter and see all the happenings on instagram of these uh beautiful intimate concerts um once again kyle thank you for your time
1: thank you so much